Welcome to Public Showering, created by me, Sophie Duncan. This is the only podcast designed specifically for pole artists, aerialists, and movers of all kinds who want to learn how to build amazing choreography, tell your stories, and be the best performer you can be. Part of my Sadasi creative coaching system, I'll help you unlock your full fierce and creative selves using professional dance, theater, choreography, and circus tools, plus a hint of real life backstage stories and some simple confidence boosting skills. Well, hello, 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 my friends. Thank you for joining me. This is Sophie Duncan, and I am so excited to deliver you what I'm calling Sadasi. So, it sounds fancy because I wanted it to sound fancy, but it isn't. Number one, because I'm making it. And number two, because the whole point of Sadasi is that I want to build an environment which is fun and creative and exciting and where people can make choreography without freaking out and just make stuff that makes them feel really, really good. So this is the pilot of my Sadasi podcast, where I'm going to be teaching you over the next few weeks, months, maybe even years, um, of some really basic skills of how to make choreography and how to not make that not feel terrifying. And in, and as I'm doing that, I'm also going to be teaching you about various styles of dance and theatre and kind of the basic stuff that if you're lucky enough to go to an art school like I did, then you will learn this whilst you're there in like a very intensive place but you know if you're your average Karen and you just started doing pole dance when you were 35 and thought this will be fun and then decided to go and do something like pole theatre how on earth would you know how to do all these things like you, you don't <laughs> um, and unless you're going to go and spend a hell of a lot of money doing all this stuff which some of you do and I'm living for that I think that honestly there are so many things that I can teach that will just be super beneficial and super fun. And I really just want to reach out because every time I go out into the wide world and teach workshops um, for dancers, actors, pole artists, circus artists and stuff, I feel like I'm teaching kind of the same things. And I just want to put it down into one spot so that everyone can enjoy it, everyone can have fun, everyone can talk about it. And then people just feel better about making choreography because already everyone's doing such a great job. I'm all... Let's just make this better. <laughs> so in this little pilot that I'm going to teach you right now, it's just going to be a little a little moment who I'm just going to I'm just going to explain like who, what and why is Sodasi, why do I think it's relevant and why should you listen to it? Because I guess what that's what I have to do, right? I have to sell this. So <laughs> So, I'm going to start with the basics thing. So Sodasi is just me abbreviating what I'm calling Sophie Duncan Dance System. Okay, also sounds a little bit intimidating, but I promise you it is not. So I, I'm going to start with the who. So who am I? <laughs> Some of you may know me from such things as Pole Theatre UK or Pole Art UK or UK PPC or people on the other side of the world where I used to live for quite a long time. You might know me from Pole Theatre Hong Kong. Um, but most of you who are probably joining me for this pilot um, will probably just know me from the pole dance world, which is lovely, and thank you so much for that. But actually, at the tender age of three is the first time I stepped foot into a dance studio. And by dance studio, I mean dusty, ratchet-ass church hall somewhere in the Midlands of England, and it was basically a place where I can only assume that most mothers of sort of an ADHD 
uh, extremely hyperactive and dyslexic kid would be like, please take my child for three hours because she's doing my head in. Um, and that's how I started dancing. Um, <laughs> but it means that I've been dancing for 27 years, guys. 27 years. And it's it's honestly a genuine achievement to still be working as a professional artist in this world and especially after the world ended a couple of years ago for a hot second um so who am i i describe myself as a performing artist i don't say that i'm a pole dancer or a dancer or whatever um just because of the length and breadth of things i've done so i'm gonna really do my entire bio as fast as i possibly can so dancing since i was three doing all the basic kind of meh, that you do when you're a kid so ballet what was called modern back in the day um tap dancing which i absolutely do not do um <laughs> and also just kind of playing that's kind of what you do when you're a kid um and i you know i was in like my local dance school until i was about 14 and then i met the most wonderful woman in the world her name was near yule and um she introduced me to what is what I now know to be contemporary dance. And I have to say that at that time as well, I've been a sporty person forever. Like I need to be active all the time. So of course I was swimming, playing basketball, playing rounders and whatever else. So I've always been super physically active, like constantly. Um, but also the other thing that's always been going on the same side as dance and everything else was drama. So when I was introduced into sort of more let's say, amateur professional stuff like uh, youth dance companies and stuff like this, dance really took a completely different turn to me and I was introduced into what I now see as like really great youth training programs of, you know, we had to make our own choreography when we were 14 and learn how to do sort of like contemporary ballet duets and it was the first time that I met actual dancers and I was like, wow. And that was the first time that I realised that like artistic dance schools or artistic schools even existed. I hadn't even occurred to my midland brain that you could go and do a degree in dance. Like, huh? That's insane. So, you know, I did my A-levels, I did my GCSEs in both drama and dance. And at some point I had to make a decision of, am I going to go to drama school or am I going to go to dance school? And I decided to go to dance school because I'm all... Dances don't last forever. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to go do that. And then, you know, if when I'm like 30-something, I'm still dying to be an actor, I'm sure I'll figure out a way to do that. But what I think I've maintained, and I'm now at 32, I am still would love to be an actor. Like, of course, you know what I mean? TV is just too good right now. Why? Why did I not be an actor? But um, <laughs> the secret life of Sophie Duncan. Um, what I've managed to do throughout my dance circus and pole dance career is to come up with characters all the time, which is so much fun. It's my favorite thing in the world to go on stage and be somebody else. That's the whole point of being an artist, like losing yourself in a different character. So I went to what was one of the best dance schools in the world, um, especially in the UK, called London Contemporary Dance School. And it was a conservatory of, um, of contemporary dance. Um, and... It was a three-year degree and not like a degree like you go and do a, like a seminar like once a week or something. My daily schedule was this. Arrive at 8.30, uh, do an hour and a half contemporary class, followed by an hour and a half of ballet class, have some lunch, and then in the afternoon we would have two or three other classes in something like choreography, choreology, the history of dance, improvisation, learning a classical rep, learning a contemporary rep, like all these things 
happened every single day for three years. And as well as that, you were encouraged to make choreography and do extracurricular choreography and, you know, develop your own work and stuff. So, of course, like when I arrived into something called like pole theater, I was like, whoa, this is so much fun. I can do anything I want. Because one thing that you do learn at contemporary dance school is that not everyone likes what you do. <laughs> and I was that annoying kid that if you go to contemporary dance school, there's kind of like one side of the population there that really hates if you like really commercial stuff like musicals and, you know, Matthew Bourne, who is a very famous uh, contemporary choreographer, um, but works in a very commercial way. Um, and I loved using film and TV and these kind of outlandish characters to make big contemporary work. And I used to get so much shit, basically, from my professors um, because... I guess they saw that I wasn't making what I, they would imagine as new contemporary movement. Um, and I found that really, really hard. But, you know, you like what you like, right? So I graduated there and Bikeson immediately went into circus. <laughs> um, purely because when I was, after I graduated university, I was a poor londoner just looking for work like what most people do when they leave art school um and of course i was being a waiter and i was doing random little like projects here there and everywhere and i was actually going to auditions because it was cheaper for me to go to an audition than it was for me to go and pay for class because that's how skint i was okay i was stealing food from the bar that i was working in like i was like 50 quid a week situation okay um and i managed to get this job in what's a show called the house of dancing water and the creator of this is a guy called Franco Dragone, who was a director of Soto Soleil for over 10 years. And he decided to make a brand new show in Macau, which is in China. And I was a dancer in it. And oh my God, did that change my life? Like, I'll go more into this in, in another podcast. But that's where circus was injected into my life. And I learned all about upper body strength and what it takes to be like. I was honestly on stage with Olympians, like my entire universe changed in terms of what you need to do and be to be an actual like athlete. Like I didn't learn any of that at university. Like I'm not kidding. Three years of dance school did not prepare me to be in the house of dancing water. Like it didn't. So that's where I didn't actually do pole yet, but I learned about straps and aerial stuff and all this kind of thing. And then I came back into into Europe and as well as being a now circus artist and dancer I am of course a choreographer and a movement director and I work with actors all the time I actually have four shows running in Romania currently who I work with an amazing director called uh, Horia Suru who I've worked with for over 10 years and together we've actually got seven shows together so as well as being a dancer and being a circus artist, I work with actors to also develop their stories. So I work with text a lot, which is, again, something that I'll talk about in another podcast of like how to work with text and how to build characters through text. Um, and then I went back to Macau a second time for a completely different show called Destiny, which was a massive disaster, but it wasn't my fault, so I don't really care. Um, but again, long story short, the show was delayed for over a year, and it meant that I had a lot of spare time. So in this little break in the two contracts, I'd met Lorna Walker and Lisa Hammond of pole athletes in Chesterfield, which is where I'm from, and... I um, and I have to give a gentle shout out to Gemma Rogers because if it wasn't for my best friend Jem, then they wouldn't have introduced me to Lorna. Blah blah blah. blah. Love you, Jem. Lit. Um, but 
again, long story short, I started working with Lorna because I guess I wanted to keep my sort of physical fitness because of circus. And that's where I met Lisa Hammond. And Lisa wanted to learn more dance and I wanted to learn more pole. So we started doing um, skill shares and together we kind of just learn from each other. And me and Lisa are bestest buds in the world. I absolutely adore that woman. But then because of that little step up there, when I went to Mikhail the second time, I was like, okay, I've learned a bunch of stuff. Like I really want to make more. And that's when I met the second time, Vary Anderson, who I had, had met before in Macau because her husband was in the same show I was in before, The House Dancing Water. And she, yeah, her studio is amazing. And I ended up spending like five days a week there because I was so delayed in my other show. So again, fast forwarding this part of the conversation, they were having a showcase and my teacher, Sandy, she was like, just do the showcase. Like, if you don't feel comfortable doing pole, like do dance. Like, we don't care. We just want to see you do stuff because we know you're a dancer. And I was like, oh yeah, fair enough. So I did a showcase and it meant that I had a video and then I learned about pole competitions and I'm all, you do what now? And at the time there was this thing in Hong Kong called um, Pole Idol. And I went there with my little showreel video that I, I just made for, from that showcase. And I basically, it was six months from the showcase to this comp. And I just redeveloped the character. And it was a character um, called, well, she wasn't really a name, but she was kind of based on Marilyn Monroe, but she was a drunk Marilyn Monroe. And I, I love playing a drunk, as anyone will have seen from my most recent pole theatre art <laughs> routine. Um, and... Not gonna lie, I, I kind of slayed. Like, <laughs> I I arrived there with this with this character, and it just went down super well. So I ended up winning the entire competition, which blew my mind because I had I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I won best choreography, and I won the drama category. And I was like, wow, okay. I only went there just to kind of test the water. I didn't know, like, of course I didn't know. But I think all of these things, all like the drama and the dance and the circus and all these showmaking skills that I've developed over the last years it obviously all went into this piece and I was like okay I guess I I guess I have something and then the, the time passed I finished that contract and I came back to the UK and did UK PPC which again didn't know anything about but it was something that Lisa had told me about I sort of knew it was a big competition it was in the round and it was absolutely awesome and I went into the professional category and I and I won that and I was like okay like that's it's one thing to do it in Hong Kong but to do it in the UK I was honestly breaking it I was like I can't believe I've just done that that's sick and at the time I'd already entered pole theater semi-pro in Hong Kong so I went to to pole theater in, in Hong Kong and I won semi-pro drama um <laughs> which again was a huge character piece and I was like okay I've actually won three things now like that's amazing and I can't believe this community that I've just jumped into really like what I'm doing. Um, and then following that, I did Paul Theatre UK Professional, won the drama category, and and then the world ended, basically, <laughs> like the years after that. Um, so that's me, in a nutshell, and this is kind of where we are now. Like, I'm just actually recording this a week after Paul Theatre UK 2022, which, um, sadly, I did not win. <laughs> um, which is heartbreaking, of course, because I'm a perfectionist. But the piece that I made, I was really, really, really happy about. And again, it was super characterful. And the feedback that I got was so epic and of course now I'm starting to be known by a few of you and some of you have met me in workshops and classes and stuff and I feel like I'm already like always teaching the same kind of 
skills every single time. And I'm like, I need to do something about this because it seems that people like what I'm doing and I like what I'm doing too. And I like teaching people all this stuff. So this brings me on to the what. So what am I going to do? I'm calling this creative coaching, okay? So what I'm going to say right now is what I am not. I am not a psychologist and I'm not a personal trainer, okay? But I am a dancer, I am a choreographer, I'm a movement director, and to some degree I'm a dramaturg, but that's a word that I can talk about at another time. So Sadasi is going to be a creative coaching course, which I will be doing podcasts at least weekly, hopefully bi-weekly, but yeah, probably weekly. And... I'll be talking about all kinds of things. I'll be talking about how to make choreography, how to develop stories. Um, I'll be talking about like dance technique, which again, a lot of you've never really done before, um, at least not outside the pole studio. Um, so you're going to have like loads of stuff, lots of free stuff, lots of just nice chats that then, you know, I'll give you like a 50 minute podcast about this thing and then if you want to learn more then we can go into that so i'm going to be building an online members area where all the podcasts will be and every now and then i'll throw out a couple of tutorials and sort of things that i've been doing and stuff that you can just find stuff yourself and also make it into an online community so if you feel like you are able to share and ask questions to other members of uh, the community there you can do that and it's a safe space because the biggest thing is what i want sadasi to be is a safe place for people to ask questions about how to make things because that's what it's all about and when i was at dance school this is what we did all the time we we would make a piece of choreography you sit down with your peers and you talk about it which might be terrifying to many of you but once you get into it that's just how it is so as well as that another section of this of sadasi will be one-to-one coaching on a monthly membership and what that will be is for a certain price that I won't say right now, um, but all the information will be on my website, um, that it will be a, 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 like a monthly package where you'll receive uh, two half an hour sessions online, um, one-to-one, so we can talk about what you're making or what you're thinking you'd like to do. And as well as that, you get unlimited access to me between nine and five, Monday to Friday. And we can talk about what you're making as well as I will build you a program. So that's what it is on sort of the very different levels. But it's also anything from developing stories, using real life to build stories, find techniques to build stories from using things like text and film and music and true stories and even like a really abstract idea. I have ways that I can help you you know, bring stories from nowhere. And it's really, really fun. It's really an adventure. And what I don't want to do is I'm not going to build anybody a choreography for a show. Because what do you learn from that? You learn five minutes of choreography. But then I want to build you ways of how you can continually make choreography. So you don't just make that one piece of material. You, you now have several different ways of, okay, this is how I access this. This is how I access this. And you can go forth and make whatever you want at any time you want. And as well as that, the technical coaching aspect. So I'll be talking to you all about things like physical theatre. You may have never heard that term before, but it's essentially what we're kind of doing in pole. Um, And also some basic drama techniques, basic improvisational techniques, um, basic understanding of dance. So one thing that gets me, and I'm going to make a whole podcast about this, is contemporary pole. Contemporary is such a giant thing, and actually there are billions of ways of doing it. So if someone says... I'm not very very good at contemporary dance. 
You just haven't found the contemporary dance that you have. I'm not kidding. There are hundreds of different kinds of contemporary dance. Um, just to cut it down into just like a couple, like you have like neoclassical ballet, classical ballet, Horton, Cunningham, Graham techniques, floorwork technique, flying low technique, like there's millions. There's just so much. And also people are making new styles constantly. So I will help you and I'll give you lots of different people to look and study and find the body and the way you want to move because none of you move like me. <laughs> and I certainly don't move like any one of you and you don't move like any other person around either. So, you know, don't think that you can't do something because you can. We just need to find the way that you move, essentially. And that's that's it in a nutshell. Um, so anyway, I'll continue from that rant. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to give you podcasts because I'm telling you now, I've, I've just got so much to say. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I don't blurb on forever. Um, why? Why am I doing this? Why am I spending time in my home studio giving you podcasts? Honestly, number one, it's because I'm goddamn passionate about people making nice choreography. Like, if you've ever sat with me in pole theatre or something, you will see me, like, I grab people's legs, I, I freak out, like, if something's great, I will cheer the house down. I love teaching choreography, and I love it when people make me moved. Like, one of my favourite things that I love to do, I f nearly swore, I mean, I can't swear, it's my own podcast. I really like it when... I make people cry. <laughs> it's a powerful thing. I love it when I make people laugh. I love it when I make people think inside themselves. Like it's, I want to make characters where I can be on stage and people can literally see something about themselves in me. And I think that's a really strong thing. And I, the power of f going on stage and feeling like a rock star, I think is honestly the greatest, most powerful thing in the world. And I want everyone to feel like that when they go on stage. Like, you know, if you've taken the last... I don't know, let's say ballpark, let's say you've taken five years just to get into a dance studio or a pole studio and or aerial or whatever studio and, you know, just hold that thing. You've already gone through all the pain. You've got that moment where your leg looks like a leopard and you've got, like, when people hold your hand, it feels like you've been building houses for the last 25 years. Like, you've already done all the horrible stuff. The, the payoff is being able to go on stage and feel amazing. And so many of us freak out. I, I am sure I spend most of my coaching and my workshops telling people to A, not take everything so seriously, and B, that whatever they're doing is right. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter at all what you're doing. It's right for what you are trying to say. End of story. Like, that's what it is. And as soon as you realise that once you've accessed contemporary dance or any other kind of dance, and now you have all these tools... The possibilities are endless. Seriously, they are absolutely endless. And I'm going to say this now, I'm going to say it again. Like, contemporary, as a word, just means new. The new one. That's all it means, okay? So what we're doing in poll anyway, we are contemporary. Whatever, whatever style we're doing, whether we're doing, I guess, like, classique, or we're doing art, or drama, or comedy, or just bare tricks. Whatever we're doing is contemporary anyway, because pole comes from 3,000 years of Chinese pole or Indian style pole or any of these kind of poles like these pole dancing skills like that we do now they're all new everything we're doing is contemporary we need to find out the one that's right for you so <laughs> that's what we're doing um but 
again, sorry, I feel like I've gone off on tangent. I'm very passionate about this, as you can probably tell. Um, but yes, when I do workshops, I find that I'm always teaching the same dance and the same basics in choreography. So I want to give everybody a basic. I'm going to create a system called the Sadasi system, which is essentially a technique class. And it'll be a way for all pole dancers or aerialists to warm up using ballet technique, contemporary dance technique, various things I've learned from the Cunningham style of, of contemporary dance, which is all about the back and the core and all these things that literally help you stick to the pole <laughs> or the hoop or anything else. And the biggest reason is that when I'm, I have lots of conversations about like um, artists, I'm going to call you artists, my pole artists uh, or my aerial artists or anything else, asking where can they find adult classes? And it's because there aren't any. You know, to go and do what I've done you need to go and do a degree and we ain't got time for that. <laughs> you haven't got time to do a three-year degree and pay 30 grand to do that. We have lives and homes and families and yeah, like what I want to do is kind of just make everything condensed and, you know, find ways to do this and help you guys build that kind of stuff. And the biggest thing is, is that through Sadasi, the way that I will teach things is kind of through games and through playing and through improvisations and things that you will build. Like, I will make the environment comfortable for you to build ideas and you to build on stuff that feels fun and work with what you understand. Because I've learned this from working with actors. Like, I can't make anyone dance. It's my job as a coach or a um, movement director to find the movement that works on your body, pull it out, and I learn you. Okay, I learn you and then I can learn you back. That's how it works, okay? Because I can't make you look like me and I don't want you to either. I want you to look like you and feel amazing in that body. Um, and one thing that's really exciting about Paul is that Paul is really young. It's literally a, a baby sport compared to other things like ballet, which is th about 300 plus years old. And the fun thing about it is that there are no rules and we can build our rules. We can build whatever we want on that. But... The bad thing about it is that there aren't any specific techniques. Yes, we have things like X-Pole and Spin City and individual people building their own syllabuses and all this kind of stuff. But like I said before, when I was at dance school, we did an hour and a half of ballet in the morning, an hour and a half of contemporary in the morning. And those ballet classes were basically repetitive. There's a style called Cunningham, which is what I was trained in, where... It gets to the point, especially when you're like second and third year, where the teacher, who in our case is the legendary Jeannie Steele, um, she would literally say this, like variation this, back exercises, blah, blah, blah. She would literally just say what you're about to do and she wouldn't even have to demonstrate. And the reason why that's good is because then as a as a dancer, you know what it is you've got to do because you learn these incredible techniques and you yourself know when it's wrong. It's fine that a professor like Jeannie Steele or a legend is there telling you how to make things better. But I would love everyone to be able to go home once they've had a class with me or anyone else and go, you know what? My back feels a bit weird. I'm going to go and do the Sodasi technique back exercises. And you can go away on your own and do that. And it'll be a perfect way to warm up. And these kind of systems are things that we don't do. Like you get into a studio, you stretch for a bit, you try and pull a split, everything's magical. And then you, you get on a pole and do a bunch of like shoulder mounts or whatever. What? There's no system, at least that I know of yet, in pole where you get into the class, you do a solid warm-up like a ballet bar or something like that, and 
then you get on the pole. We just do a bunch of stretches that if you've got a great teacher, which there are many, many, many of them, they will like put in like the right kind of stretching and stuff for for you to go and now do X skill. But there isn't like a step-by-step system, like variation one, variation two. Like like in ballet, when you go to the bar, you pretty much always start with a tondu, it goes into plie, then you'll go into frappes later in the class and like grand batman which is like a big old kick to the head is at the end of your warm-up because that's the one that's you know the hardest thing to do really and bear in mind a ballet warm-up's like 45 minutes like ballet bar is 45 minutes and then you get into the center no one's doing that in pole because why would we why would we do that we're going to soon though with me hopefully (laughs) anyway right i'm gonna stop talking about this because this is just me rambling on about what I want Sadati to be. But expect in the next few weeks that I'm going to be shooting for every Monday there's going to be a brand new podcast out that's going to be based on one specific thing and they're not going to be a long one like this because I just wanted to get it all out of my system and just tell you all the fun stuff. But yeah, they're going to be 15, 20 minute sort of tutorials on one specific skill and then hopefully you guys will want to come into the Sadasi website. You can check out the members area. Everything will be there. And let's just build a new community because what I love about Pole and Studios and Ariel and everything else is that the community is so cool and so fun and people want to share. And I want to build a new thing like that as well, which we can all have a chat about it and it'll be cute. Um, And one thing I will say is, obviously I'm going to be talking a lot about Pole because that's my jam and I love it. But if you're listening and you've gotten to this 28-minute moment, like, whatever I'm saying completely applies to any kind of aerial. Um, It applies to dancers and actors and kind of anyone because all I'm going to really be doing is telling you how to build stories and how to use your body to do that. And that's universal. So, welcome to Sadasi. I'm very excited for you to have been listening and let's just go out there and have a good time guys if you're loving what you've been hearing in the public showering podcast you have to experience sadasi www.soduncan.com slash sadasi it's the online community that is everything you've been hearing in public showering plus so much more it's where you can get one-to-one help bringing all these ideas to your own work It's where you can learn new creative coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will blow your mind even more. And it's where you can hang out and chat with other Sadasi members just like you and help each other unlock your creative potential. It's fun, it's chill, and I'm there for you when you need that little bit of extra support. So come join us at www.soduncan.com slash Sadasi. It's been a pleasure to have you with me today. I'll see you there. Love you, bye-bye.